morning, good afternoon, good evening to all of you out there, wherever you may be listening. This is the Collingwood Football Club List Manager Round 11 Review Podcast. And as always, we are going to go with one of our sponsors to start off this week because even though COVID's still around, I still need to make money. Are you sick of the plain old floorboards or carpets in your house? Do you feel hurt from walking around on hard floors all day? Do you dream of more comfort and whimsy in your house? If you do, then something needs to change. Introducing Floating Floorboards. From the creators of Flying Pigs and Magic Carpets comes this revolutionary new product. Just clip them together above your current floor and float away. See a whole new world from atop your floating floor. It'll feel like you're on a magic carpet ride. Floating Floors. Available in all Cave of Wonders, Whimsical Emporiums and Home Timber and Hardware. Warning. If your floor begins to float too high, make sure your fan is turned off. Disclaimer, if your floor doesn't float and just sits atop your current floor, no refunds after the first 10 minutes. All right, guys, we've got a very exciting uh, guest coming up, so I'm just going to go straight to it. All right, everybody, and joining me on the podcast this week is probably not someone that most of you would you would expect. I, I guess a lot of you were expecting Alex this week, but I thought, given the current uh, sort of what's been happening with him in the last couple of weeks, I thought, no, it's not, I'm not going to heap it onto him. Look, he's, he's done what he needs to do. He got the job done this week, but we're going to go to someone else who I think we're all very eager to hear, hear what he has to say this week. It is Keelan. So, Keelan, welcome. Uh, welcome, Jimmy. I thought uh, I thought my season was done on the pod, but here we are. I've, I've knocked off the best team outside the eight, according to Ben, and here I am. I'm ready. What a weekend of results. How about Lockie? Pleasure of the bye. What are your thoughts there, Jimmy? Oh, look, it couldn't happen to a better bloke, realistically. I mean, he, he spent a lot of this year talking up. You know, he's two peats, obviously. You know, he, look, he's got the runs on the board to be able to put up and about, but yeah, this this year has not been his year, and this pretty much sums up how his how his fantasy year has gone. He has absolutely capitulated against Alex, who realistically isn't even in the league at the moment. He's just sort of hopping uh, on, fielding the team, and that's all he's doing. So it's just absolutely fantastic. I've, I've looked at the results each and every night before I go to bed, and I uh, I just laugh. And I'm thinking about you know, there's got to be there's some room on Lockie's walls in that little you know room where he's got all this Geelong stuff. There, there is room for a plaque for this result, I think, Jim. Well, I think actually, and he's uh, at uh, Cooper's birthday weekend. There was a plaque space for when he hit a hundred in uh, the 2020 2021 year. I think we might have to retire that space for the plaque for his uh, yeah. his hundred and put it in there. We just put this score up there. I, I think the rest of the group will be for a plaque uh, for Lockie to, to to get in that room. I mean, he has lost to the bye. I mean, it's just fantastic. Just get a big hand up, you Lockie. Fuck me. <laughs> Yeah, so obviously you want to talk about it. So do you have anything else you'd like to, to discuss about this or about the weekend before we start getting into the team? Uh, Jimmy, Jimmy boy. I've got a few things to get off my chest before we start. You know, three blokes in particular, which I'll go into more detail shortly, but I think, you know, just in general, the whole league needs to be put on notice. The amount of flogs in this league has skyrocketed this year. You know, the head wobbles on so many blokes when they get a few wins on the board. They're sitting in the eight. You know, they think they're travelling well. They've had a good year. Anyone that thinks they've had a good year needs to go and have a good, hard look in the mirror, Jim. And I'll tell you why. I actually think this league should be put in a lockdown itself. Suspended. Cancel it. Call it off, Jim. People think they're having a good year need to think about this. There is a bloke who has made finals once, (laughs) lost that final to Blake, (laughs) He was no longer in the league because he was too shit at Supercoach. This bloke is top of the ladder with two rounds left, Jim! <laughs> it's a disgrace! And everyone should be ashamed of themselves! Mutt is top of the ladder with two rounds to go! That is cash money! 
what is wrong with these people? This is not a good year. He wins his last two games, Jim. He walks away with cash money. And we know what Mutt's about when he gets when he gets cash. He's going to spend it on himself. He's going to spend it on hamburgers and donuts and all those kind of things. I think the rest of the coaches need to go and have a good hard look at themselves and think before they get on their high horse and you know, do their react videos and, and pat their camel's old balls, for example. They, they seriously, you know, me, yourself and Braves have an, have an excuse. We've had injuries. Everyone else, this is not good enough. You know, it leaves me nicely in to that flog Ben. He's plain old Ben. All right. His pod efforts last week were, was deplorable. It was boring. It was plain old Ben was back. You know, Blitz telling him to shut the fuck up in the group chat is just music to my ears because, you know, last week he says Kane's the best team outside the eight and I just steamroll in and beat Kane comfortably on the weekend. You know, his head wobble is getting to the point where I, you know, he's probably at the point where he wouldn't even return his shopping trolley at Coles. Like, he is too good for that. You know, he's going to unload his car with his shopping and then, and just leave the trolley there and drive off. So not only one does he piss off the bloke from Coles who has to go and get that trolley, but then no one else can even park in that spot. You know, and I have no doubt that this rolls on at home. And Sam now having to deal with him, you know, finishing a food or drink item and then putting the empty container back in the fridge. You know, you know how annoying that is when your siblings used to just leave that little dribble of milk in the, in the carton and put it back in the fridge? That's Ben. And I reckon he does that with a smile on his face. Something I'll say, Jim, is this. I don't know how to pronounce it, but it vegan or vegan. Ben reminds me of a vegan. You know, he's always, you know, he's always telling you he's the TK. The TK this, the TK that. Hey, did you know I'm the, the, the TK? Ben, no one cares, you absolute frog! You fat even look like something I'd draw with me left hand! And some of you know how badly I draw a Pictionary. You're just plain old Ben, mate. And I hope Mutt wins the minor premiership and you go out in straight sets. This leads me on to another flog. Lockie. Which we'll go into more detail later, no doubt, Jim. But if stupidity was painful, he'd be in agony. You know, he's always trying to find a positive in his negative situations. It's time you faced reality, Lockie. The Richmond Football Club has broken you. Noah Bolter completely dominating Tom Hawkins has broken you. Losing to the bye has now also completely broken you. You resemble Mick and Blake. You are irrelevant. No previous success will ever stop us forgetting and laughing at this result on the weekend. And it was summed up so nicely by Grant in the group chat. You are a chump. You are a chump, Lockie. And go and get... And finally, Jim, one more person I need to, you know, address before we get into the results is the fat man blitz. I thought I'd introduce him with a little bit of a poem. Roses are red, violets are blue, blitz can get fucked and he can eat a dick too. You could not be crumbling anymore if you tried, you flog. From a top four hopeful three weeks ago where I was this close, you know, really close to doing an early payout because I thought he'd, he'd locked in top eight, no issues. Nah, he decides to go and lose four games in a row and he's now outside the top eight and I am getting very... Very thirsty, Jim. <laughs> the chirp is gone. The head wobble is gone. The crow has flown. Get some balls, you flog, and back yourself in, fat man. Or don't. Whatever. You know, continue to fall and crumble outside the eight and deliver me a slap. I don't give a shit. Uh, just remember this, no blitz. 
if you know if you are to miss the eight and I, and deliver me a slab, I'm going to get more out of this year than six, if not seven, coaches who actually make finals. So just remember that, Blitz. So just eat a fat chode, you cut and get a big hound up you. <laughs> ah, I'm done, Jim. I'm ready for results. Let's yeah, that was that was fantastic. I think, like you said, a lot of these are. Uh... I think they'll have a look, long, hard look at themselves and definitely start reevaluating their life choices because what you yeah. said to start with, Matt being at the top of the ladder is deplorable from, from everybody in this league. And he's pretty much, he's he's almost one win away from locking it up, really, because uh, I'll knock off Ben this week too, so we're in a couple of weeks' time anyway. But, uh, yeah, he's looking all right, old muddy boy, and uh, 10 and 1. Can't dispute uh, that season when uh, he only had one loss after 11 rounds. Definitely not. He's in a very good spot, which, you know, is he's got his good team in good stead. Not many injuries, only a couple of little ones. Obviously, Dunkley was the big one, but only a couple of little little niggles from there. Nothing else major. Same with Ben. He's gotten through pretty unscathed, very luckily. So could we see the next few weeks cripple one of them with a few injuries that sort of seem to keep popping up? We'll have to wait and see. Well, that's the thing, and, and Ben's got a few trades to get done, and uh, I, I took Seeds, Seedsman off in for Nunes, and now Nunes is back in the scrap heap. So if he's got to do a, a few trades in the last few weeks, it could unsettle that side. I don't, how many how many's Mutt got left? Uh, we'll have one look. Give me one sec. Mutt has got three to do. He's in a good spot. Yeah, okay, he's in a good spot. So that's my issue with Ben, is that he's got trades to do. Um, could unsettle that side. Yeah, Ben has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight to do. Jeez, and I'm one of them. Yes, I, I need to double check on my math because I, I think I said I told I mucked up with Brian. He's got a couple that he's already ticked off, which I didn't tick off. So I'll say about eight. People take a, a couple of percent. Well, that's a risk he's got to take. Does he just you know cop the the fifty buck fine there and you know give him a good chance of winning this title? But uh, if it doesn't come off, we all laugh at him, and I like laughing at people. Yeah, definitely, especially when it's Ben. <laughs> all righty well with all that out of the way let's go to some of the teams and some of the, the fantastic results but we'll start with a really poor result this week uh it was james raven's banquet 13 19 defeated by nick eight balls 1502 so let's uh what did you like and dislike about this one well i like your, your team score jim uh over 1300 wouldn't have done that too many times this year no. uh, with the injuries you've had but uh you came up against eight balls last year he's dropped at 1500 and we haven't actually heard too much about that from Musty, so not, not too much head wobble going there. He's trying to fly under the radar, I think. But uh, looking at your side, Jim, you know, Gorney did what he had to do. Did a 120, Whitfield 120. Heaney and Laddams, for me, is what I like about his side. Is Heaney has dropped a big score again, and, and Laddams, great result there. Uh, did you get him in a trade or off the scrap heap? Scrap, that's, uh, scrap heap. Scrap heat. Yeah, I think I think Blitz let him go in, in place of Mays or Hayes or whatever that bloke's name is before. Possibly. Who knows what Blitz does. Blitz does weird things. And then Dad picked him up and then Dad dropped him. Well, Dad, Dad traded. Uh, did a trade, sorry. Dad uh, got him, acquired him through the Trevi Green trade and then dropped him because he didn't want him. Uh, I mean, he's look, he's, he's dropped a good score there. So what I didn't like about your side, Jim, um, Brad Hill. Yeah. Trent Jimont. No, I mean, Jimont, I think, will come good. I think he's come back from a big injury, so he's going to take his time to get going. But Brad Hill, you scrapping at the barrel there, Jim, or just thought he'd come good? I uh, literally just needed a player the week before with Amira being out again. Because um, of his yeah. concussion, I just had to fill aside. And I hoped that um, Hill playing against um, whoever he was playing against was, was going to be good. But 
especially against North, I'm like, he's going to get a bit of the ball, run and carry off the side, but it just didn't happen, unfortunately. Yeah, and your captain there, Jim, I didn't like Haynes. Uh, I had him in my side a few weeks ago. He's just not playing the role that he, he did last year where he was dropping tons for fun. And, you know, as captain, um, look, it wasn't the difference in the result, but uh, you wouldn't have been happy with his efforts. No, not the week before, he, I was contemplating dropping him, but I had him last week when he played and scored an 80. So I'm like, well, that's a good week. First week back from a hammy. I'm like, he could go better. Um, but unfortunately, yeah, right back in the pack. I was hoping, but... Yeah, like that didn't didn't yeah, uh, make it didn't make a difference in the result, but yeah. And what what did you like about your side, Jim? Uh, I would definitely say I like a lot of big deep scores. Um, but then like Gorns, yeah, Harms, what a man! How brave, how brave, how oh, picked oh. him up at the start of the year, then just let him go. This is beyond <laughs> me. The bloke is an absolute jet. Look, I'm going to talk about Harms a bit more because the bloke since I've got him has scone 132, 280s, and then 116. A bloke off the scrap heap. To be averaging in the 90s since I've got him is an absolute superstar. Brian, yeah, you, were, you talked him up this year early. You were going to pick him. You picked him. <laughs> and then what do you do? You just throw him to the freaking scrap heap when you just don't like him. <laughs> that makes it even better that Blitz dropped him. Uh, <laughs> to be fair, he was injured for like a month, but still. <laughs> he was. He's, he, look, he's, he's dropping the score. He's, he's a great pickup. He's been a good find. And then that's, that's probably about it. There's not much else to like about my team. It's pretty rubbish this year. Uh, then on to. No, Wusty side here. What do you have there? Coming in the back line, dropping a ton. Brad Crouch seems to have found some form. His captain actually dropped, you know, I thought 70 was a pretty good score for the captain this round, considering... You'd uh, take a 70. I reckon a 70 and above would be a, would be a bonus. Jeez, Heppel Langford dropping 125. That's rough, Jim. <laughs> and Lloyd dropping 140. So he's, he's had some big tons there. No wonder he's made a, a 1,500 score. What I didn't like... The fact he's got a couple of decent scores on the bench there, 99 for McInerney at Redmond, 84. And it's a pretty solid uh, team, really. It's only Brody Smith that he tried to get in that uh, ridiculous trade for Bowes, dropping a 56. What about you, Jim? Yeah, so like, yeah, like a lot of really deep scores. Like those 130s, those 125s, that's the scores you want. You know, you want, you want someone that's going to go above and beyond those 100s. Um, and then Rollo O'Brien finding some form, 147 as well. Very, very good. Did not like, yeah, probably mm. to yourself, he's... Not too many bad scores realistically, but that's what happens when you score that that fifteen hundred. Um, but I don't like um, Guthrie and Shuey coming off. So they, if he can make, which he's in finals now in fifth, I think he's got Guthrie and Shuey coming on. He's got a very good midfield, so I don't like that for for Wusty. Yeah, it's true, and he, he is perennial at being the bridesmaid, so he just knows how to make his run in this competition. So he's put together a pretty good side. He has. He's got it. He's got it all sort of humming at the moment. It's a few bits and pieces he's got to get put together, but we all know he loves to trade and make it work. Yeah, he's sort of gone a little bit under the radar there. I didn't know he was travelling that well. Yeah. Slots into the top four as well, I, I see, on the ladder there, Jim. Yeah, so I have to wait and see what happens. Uh, who he plays, I think he plays um, Steve or something next week. He plays a few a few tough guys, so I have to wait and see what happens in the next couple of weeks after the buys. You don't want to see Wusty in that top four, that's for sure. Definitely not, definitely not. Uh, another bloke we don't want to see in the top four, probably Steve. Cozzy's Mozzies, 1309, was defeated by Brian at Lickler Maynard's, 1459. So these two also jostling yeah. for a top four spot. Yeah, great result this one, uh, Jim. I'll ask you this question just off the off the bat here. You know, you, you could almost just look at our group chat, couldn't you? And you could almost decide what how the results went on the weekend just based on the chat on a Sunday night. Definitely, yeah. There's a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of up and abouts by some people, and a lot of uh, game overs in the first five minutes, as you would say. And then just, Steve, the only thing he chimes in about is about how Lachlan's changing his kid's nappy at 9pm or something. You know, you just know he hasn't done well because he doesn't even mention Supercoach. So 
Um, and looking at this result, it's no wonder. Um, you know, Mato is a bit of a surprise package. Mato he's slipped into the top four, and he's dropping pretty good scores. And and that's even with with Grundy getting injured in that third quarter. So, you know, what I liked about uh, what I like about Bryce's side here, he's got uh, he's got Miller one fifty. That's just you know he's chugging along there, Miller this year. And he's captain of Papley. Like he, I think he was on 30 at about three-quarter time. <laughs> so he, he's dropped 70 points in the last quarter, or quarter and a half around that sort of mark, uh, to get him a really decent captain score because uh, um, he had some lowish scores, but nothing nothing too bad. Jack Martin coming back from an injury. His bench is the issue there. It's uh, He's left two tons on his bench, Jim. What are your thoughts on, on uh, Mato's side? Yeah, well, like you say, he's left two tons there, but realistically, Ben uh, Ben McAvoy comes and replaces Grundy if, if Grundy's out, so that's handy for him to have that that backup in case Grundy's out for longer than three weeks. Uh, Markoff, I don't know. I would, uh, to be fair, I probably wouldn't play him just because you just can't trust him. Although he's scoring well, um, mm. but he's got he had that really handy pickup of Yao, so yeah, played his first game at fifty, and he's going to be limited minutes. But with three weeks mm. for him to get back to fitness, that could be a very handy inclusion come finals time. But like I said, yeah, not really any insanely good, you know, big, big scores apart from probably Took Miller and, and Charlie Dixon, but mm. enough enough uh, decent um, decent performance to get the job done. Yeah, one thing I'll, I'll note on Nardo's side there is he's, he's got a reliance there on Paplin and Dixon. They're not high possession players, so he really needs them kicking their three or four goals to get a good score. So, you know, in finals, he's going to probably need to win, you know, that two to three games. Can they string together those two to three games for him? That's the question there. That is definitely, especially when with Bruce on the on the bench as well. Same sort of thing. You've got doesn't really have apart from Shybolt, he doesn't have any any possession getters in that forward line. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, shybolton has been a good find for him this year, but um, yeah, whether he gets to the trade table there and tries to fix that, um, interesting to see what happens there. Yep, and we looked at Steve, so we've probably got. A few decent scores. Obviously, Broad scored pretty well, considering, and, and Mills as well. Um, but then Parfitt and Cameron, they only have the 100s. So the fact that he scored 1,300 is actually pretty good. So he must have a lot of consistency. Yeah. Um, but Langdon, 37. Flynn, 51. Just a couple of, of not good scores. And then his, his breakout guys, Walsh and Brayshaw, just not scoring well enough. And even McGrath, that midfield score in 80s, that's not going to get you most wins because need, he needs them to fire, really, because the rest of his team, he's got some good ones, but that midfield is where he basically needs it to score to win. Yeah, that's right, man. Walsh has been good this year. I mean, to, to get broad, I think he got him off the scrap heap during the week and to drop 100, he can drop 30. So he's, he's yeah. lucked out there and still, you know, lost by 150 points. So it's Langdon injury obviously hurt him. Uh, but Parfit was always going to score well with Guthrie and Duncan out. So he's had some good ends, but just had some players that were a bit down. I think Mumford and Flynn played, so that's why their scores are down. I mean, his bench is danger field. Draper and, and Lambert, right? I don't know what you're going to get out of right. Withered and plays every second game when Hearns out with his calf injury. So, yeah, Steve's chugging along nicely. He's in the he's in the top eight, but you know, as I said in the intro there, Jim, you know, Matt's sitting top because of results like this. Exactly right. Exactly right. It'd be yeah. He's probably got a. I can't. He said the Dangerfield, uh, Draper probably to come back and Lam- and Lambert's not too bad as a bench spot to come back in the next few weeks. They probably should all be back realistically in the next month. So. If he can get another couple of wins before finals, he's got a very good side leading in. Yeah, absolutely there, Jim. Yeah, yep. He'll certainly be competitive in the in the business end. Definitely. Just, uh, just won't be if he makes the grand final. <laughs> yeah, well, it would be, if he does make the grand final, I may have to bring back the uh, the Trekking Hazard podcast from last year. 
Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck. That roasting you copped in that group chat. Oh, my God. I should have screenshotted some of it. That was... Oh man, that was absolute quality. Yeah, oh definitely, it was it was un- unbelievable. But it probably will be worth even just like you know scrolling back here to, to where the grand final was and having a bit of a bit of a read yeah. look because it's always going to be good. Fuck, there'd be a lot of blitz comments. I've got to scroll past there, Jim. <laughs> Way too many blitz comments. <laughs> Alrighty, and the next game, probably one of the the worst winning scores I reckon I've ever seen. We've got Grant the Flying Camel eleven nineteen defeating Braden Dove Squad ten ninety eight. Yeah, what a disgrace this is, Jim. Um, you know, he did say correctly he only beat who's in front of you, but I think he's missed out on a bit of percentage here. And with him hovering around the, the top four with Wusty, he's missed out here, the flying camel. Um, he obviously didn't rub his, you know, old balls hard enough pre-game or anything. But, you know, let's have a look. He had Hoskin Elliott as captain, who's probably had a, I don't know exactly what his scores have been, but a 45 seems to be a little bit low for Hoskin Elliott. I think he dropped a couple of scores recently he's had a good month yeah he's had a good couple of weeks yeah oh jesus there's some (laughs) some ordinary scores in here isn't there's orco 162 and hopper turning up the rest is uh 92 and under um not a good round for his old balls monday hopefully he puts him on the trade table i might entertain a trade now that uh, monday's (laughs) out of form but you know look at his bench he's got lucky neil toby green uh, Robbie Tarrant, I don't know how far away he is from injury, um, and Hickey. So he's got a good bench to come on and replace some of these spuds he's got on field. But, you know, he's kept Snelling from that trade he did with me, and I don't know why. Sweet in the ruck. Who's his backup ruck? Oh, Hickey. So there you go. I understand why Sweet's on there. But, yeah, not a lot to like and a lot of dislike there, but he's got the four points, which is the main thing. What are your thoughts, Jim? Yeah, exactly right. Uh, what I like is he's got that, that bench sort of cover really coming in through the next three or four weeks. So uh, once we come back, he's got probably Neil Green back, Hickey probably back as well. So all of a sudden his team has a completely different look about it. He'll probably drop the guys like the Sweets. Hoskin Elliott's will mm. go to the bench. Um, like I'll dare Lloyd and Howard, that sort of thing. So he can afford to sort of flog them off. But you'd probably expect a lot more out of, out of boys like, you know, your Lairds. He's been talking up keys as well, turning up every week. Same with Monday. Yeah, that's true. You know, and they've also dropping off a little bit. So could this be a sign of things to come, or could this just be a little blip and a little drop off for them? We'll have to wait and see. But yeah, Will Hockelliot and uh, Sweet Nineties, and then one, two, three, another four scores under sixty. Just yeah, very lucky to get the win. Very, very lucky to get very the win. Lucky. I mean, look, he's come up against a bloke that's thrown the towel. Um, a bit like myself, and you haven't necessarily thrown the towel, Jim, but, you know, we're still trying to be competitive, us three. You know, I have sympathy for Braden and yourself uh, for the years that we've had. But, um, yeah, looking at the side here for, for Braids, Tom Stewart, solid player, Jack Steele, 150, and Lacocious, 128. Got it in that deal for, with Blitz, which is a fantastic uh, effort there from Braids. Did Tim Keller get injured? He's yeah, still 26. Uh, medial or something like that, yeah. Or knee yeah, or something like that. It was in a brace. So if he'd scored even close to half of that or double that, if you double his score, he probably wins. So oh, yeah, he probably gets the win. Rosie's he's hung on to Rosie all year and he just hasn't performed. So Blossom as captain, I think that's a pretty solid captain score for this round. Um, was that eighty eight or something? Yep, about that. Uh, but yeah, again, Taylor Adams. You know, I think I've had him about the last two years for, for a little period there, and he's been injured every time, and I'll never go near him again. Good player, but paper mache for super coach. You don't want him. You can't Zach risk him. Zach Jones is in the it, same boat. Can't afford to have and him that... on the side. This is not fair. You just you, they're not. You can't look consistent enough. You can't back him in. Even like even like Dangerfield does and Toby Green to a certain extent. They just either something do something stupid or just get those little niggles. Just, you can't afford to have those guys in your team. You need 
your McCrays, your, your Olivers that just don't get injured. Even like your Jack Crispin, your defence, he's played, what, 100 and something games straight. You just Those are the guys you yeah. want to keep on your side, the guys that don't get injured, the guys that don't have those niggles that just play through everything. Yeah, exactly. And and look, Braden, whoever he's traded in, whoever he's drafted, has got injured. So, um, you know, I've enjoyed his clips in the in the chat. He's come in and just uh, clipped blokes, and I've really enjoyed that. Um, he clips me. That's fantastic. Um, good to see a little bit of chirp out of him. Um, exactly. I like it. Good. Yeah, haven't seen much chirp in previous years, so it's good to sort of see him coming in and just throwing a little couple of grenades. That's what you want to see, just throw a grenade and just walk off and leave the chat again. Yeah, exactly. It's fantastic. Just, just come in, tell people to get fucked and go. Like it's just fantastic. You don't have to worry about what you're saying. Yep. <laughs> just unload. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and the next game, which actually, no, I'm, you know, I'm going to skip the next game. We're going to go. We're going to go. We're going to go down one because I want to spend a bit more time on that one. The next yeah, one, that's wise, Jim. Yeah, we've got Scott Beautiful Trelaw thirteen twenty seven just defeated by Matt Potato in my ass thirteen fifty six. So Matt narrowly gets the win here. Let's, uh, yeah, close, close game, this one. Very um, close one. Let's have a look here at uh, Scotty's side. He's had Bonch drop a 120, Lever a ton. Dugowie dropped a pretty decent score for his captain as well. Hawkins, Selwood, Sloan, Cripps. So he's had a lot of tons there. Um, and he'll sort of he'll, he'll look to see that he's lost by 29 points. And you'll see on his bench there, M. Robinson, 140. Probably should have put him on the field, but that's uh, that's okay. He wanted to get a loss. That's fine. <laughs> um, he had a crap score from Scholl, um, who was talked up in about round two. Did Jack Darling get injured? You'd hope so with a score of 24. You would, you would definitely hope so. That's why you can't <laughs> like Jack Darling, because he'll come up and, like, I think he scored 50 uh, points in five minutes last week, and then he just does this again. So. Fuck, eat a massive choke, Scotty. 24, and you've lost by 29. <laughs> <laughs> and Darling was playing Essendon. He would have thought He would have thought for sure Darling's dropping a ton here. Ah, that's fantastic. Over to Mutt. Timmy English back in his side, dropped a ton. Tom McDonald, you know, I traded him to Mutt thinking that he would drop off. He hasn't dropped off. Yeah, he's just <laughs> he's actually going. gotten better since got getting there, so he's been a good find. Noble dropped that, that good score of around 70. And then he's just got tons in a row here of Ward, Kelly, Aaron Hall, of all people dropping tons. It really upsets me. <laughs> Merritt dropping a ton. Holly Wines. He's got an okay side, but he's got players like Switkowski and Lobb in there. So, you know, Ridley had a down game as well. But, yeah, he keeps stringing these wins together, doesn't he? He does, yeah. Like you said, um, look, Lobb, Lobb and Switkowski last year, last week both scored over 100 and something. So, you get, they're back to probably their, their expecteds. Mm. Um, but, you know, like I said, Ridley scoring 64, not expected, but like he's, he's, he's got a really good habit this sort of the year of getting four or five blokes in a row all scoring hundreds. So, like, you got Ward, Kelly, Hall, Merritt. It just, it just sort of sees that, and he goes, all right, I'm sitting pretty mm. now. I've got a good run. He did the same thing against uh, Grant a couple weeks ago, same thing last week. He's just He's got that ability to just have this, like, four or five blokes in a row scoring hundreds, and then once you get four mm. or five in a row, you go, okay, I'm, it's almost like it's got nothing to do with the, the way the teams are going, but you're like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm in a good spot now. And he just seems to get yeah, that exactly. belief. I mean, the fact he's getting scores out of Aaron Hall would upset probably most coaches in this league, I would have thought. <laughs> Especially considering where he was, what, five years ago when he was he was that number uh, one guy scoring 140s and shit, and then he just dropped off the face of the earth for like four uh, years, and now he's back. Yeah, I don't know. I don't even know what role he's playing at North, because I'm, I'm not going to lie, I did not watch North Melbourne games. <laughs> no, no. no. <laughs> 
is he even a forward? Is he is he playing off half back? Like, what, what is going on there? They can't have it in the forward line that much. I don't know. Well, Zebel's in all Australian an all Australian forward form, and he only kicked one goal. And it's his first goal on the weekend. Oh, fucking Zebel takes a kick out. <laughs> he gets fifteen kicks a game just based on kick outs. Basically, but you know, <laughs> it's working for him. So yeah, that's true. No, good contest this one, especially as a top eight, sort of the bit of finals field of this one. Twenty nine points, that's what we want to see in finals, close games. So, Definitely, uh, yeah. Definitely, Swan yeah, would have been very unhappy that he didn't get the win because he's obviously pushing for to get that cement in that spot or even push into the top four. But that loss sort of puts him back with that that sort of pack in the the six, seven, eight, nines sort of area. So yeah, his wanna... percentage isn't very good either. So um, he keeps claiming that he gets people's best scores and that, but just be better, Scoot. Really. Exactly right. I don't want to hear anything like that. Just be better. Exactly. Uh, next game, we've got a uh, the battle of the. Oh, I'm just looking at the battle of the the Feeny Duncans. We've got Brian the Packy oh. Flyers eleven ninety eight defeated by Ben the Tiger King twelve ninety. Jeez, Blitz eleven ninety eight. That's a that's a really good score, mate. That's really making me worried about this slab bet when you're dropping scores like that. Well, yeah, you scored like eleven hundred last week as well. You are genuinely falling off the face of the earth here, Blitz. You are just crumbling like a scotch finger. It's fantastic. <laughs> oh, look at Luke Jackson, 36. Jeez, look out. Danaher, 48. Oh, jeez, stop it. Rampy, 58. Pitonet, 52. Fuck me. You need to go to the trade table and take more of your guns out, I think. Here. <laughs> You've got to score out of Crozier. I'll give you that. Hipwood dropped to 70 somehow as your captain. Um, your your saviour, Lions, 80. Oh, you got problems, Litty boy. Uh, you got problems. Um, Kalor on your bench, Duggan on your bench, Lysett on your bench. It, will they be back after this three-week uh, layoff? That's the big question. Lysett, probably, but, jeez. Uh, Litty boy, ninth is looking very good, mate. <laughs> ninth is looking very good. Very good indeed. But, yeah, like you said, a couple of 2Fs, way too many low scores, way too many low scores. And there's not enough of those big ones. Realistically, Kennedy and Crozier and Tui, the only three guys to score over 100. So two of them were deep, but it's going to be very hard to win a lot of games when you score in three blocks like that and a bunch of, yeah, below 50s or below 60s. Hopefully Blitz has about five to six trades to do because uh, I want to see more of his guns get moved on because, uh, yeah, he's moved out half his decent players and it's... (laughs) He's just tumbled. <laughs> well, he's got he's got lines. I'm sure he could try and offload lines for someone. Then we go to old Benny boy, uh, the old sitting pretty head wobble. I score fifteen hundreds. That's you know that's not going to be good enough. Twelve ninety Ben. Yeah, that that is pathetic. It's you, not. It's you not get great. Head wobble game, and you drop a twelve ninety. Geez, Matt's going to be really concerned about dropping top place to you with that kind of score. Oh, Salem, 56. You're probably a bit stiff there. He doesn't usually do that. Memory, 130. What the fuck? <laughs> you'd, normally swap, you'd normally swap those two around. Yeah, what the fuck's going on there? Who, who did they play? Oh, North. Okay, makes sense. Uh, <laughs> Carry on. Campbell is, you know, is your, is your ruck. Scored 41. I mean, I'm going to put something out to you here, Jim. Mm-hmm. If you had to think... Uh, who resembled Chris Scott the most? Who would you think of? Are we going Ben because he's had a few laid outs, leaving Blitzars on the team, or are we, are we going completely different? No, you're spot on there, Jim. Ben. Ben is the doppelganger of Chris Scott. Laid outs, doesn't play Ruckman. <laughs> <laughs> Fair dinkum, who's he had Blitzars out? He had a laid out last week as well. I mean, 
Two years of Chris Scott of this league, I think. Definitely could be. He had Chris yeah, Salem out last week. Um, I'm pretty sure there was another one week before that as well when he was um, versing the week after, week before Lockie as well. I think it's just, yeah, he's loving loving that sort of, loving pulling that trigger and just rolling the dice. Yeah, and, and hopefully his Chris Scott form rolls into finals so he doesn't win finals either. So we've got a lot to look forward to in this group, I think. I think Ben has got a long way to fall. He's going to be falling down that, you know, little rungs on those ladders like Witsy Boy. Um I don't, I'm, I'm not convinced on Ben. No, we'll have to wait and see. He's, he's definitely, well, yeah, he's sitting second, so you can't uh, can't write him off just yet, but if his form continues like this over the next couple of weeks and leading into finals, it's not going to be ideal for him. Oh, he'll definitely make the top four. There's no doubt about that, but, you know, I have great concerns that he can win a final. Yes, well, yeah, it could be it could be a straight set's loss. <laughs> like he'll be replaying that on his fucking react in six weeks' time, no <laughs> Six weeks. We've missed about four in a row now, so... <laughs> Uh, get back then. Yes, definitely carry on. And the second last game, which is yours, we've got Kane Angry Midgets 12-43, defeated by Keelan Wild Turkey Rares 13-82. I'm going to put it out there, Jim. I'm the informed team of the, the competition at the moment. Um, you know, I threw the towel probably three or four weeks ago, and I've just been a competitive beast since. You know, I dropped a 1480 last week, and now a 1382. And just dispatch Kane, who was really gaining some momentum to, to sort of make a bit of a, uh, a go at the eight there. And, you know, it's not a bad strategy. I went from percentage management to throwing the towel to just, you know, seeing what happens. And all of a sudden, the team starts performing. So, you know, picking up blokes like Dale off the scrap heap weeks ago, he's just consistent um, across the halfback for the dogs now. And I got in Lipinski because uh, the dogs had Trelaw and Dunkley out. I thought possibly you drop a score, but geez, Adams dropping a, what is it, 76 or 77 or something. That's a bit rough, Kane. <laughs> uh, he, he's garbage. I don't know why I still have him. Cunnington has finally found that form. I think uh, he went through a patch that Dumont's going through, I reckon, where he dropped some shit scores. And I thought, fuck, I've just got to hold him. He's going to come good, and he has come good. Um, Alice 137, that's a bit rough. Um, and Pow Pepper, oh, this satisfies me so much that he's dropping scores <laughs> after Mardo on the pod a few weeks ago, laughing at the fact that team has Pow Pepper. That's back to back tons, Mardo. Back to back tons. 130 for your old Pow Pep. Oh, I'm excited about my side, Jim. If there was a finals for the bottom eight, I'm a shoe in. <laughs> We do, we do have a yeah, shit final sort of one to make, though, so as long as you keep winning, you'll avoid that, so you'll be very happy. Oh, very good. Yeah, I'm happy with that. Yes, but... Uh, rolling over to Kane, Wiedemann dropping a 30 is a bit um, on that. Uh, Main, 140. When he dropped that, you know how upset I was? I was in lockdown. I nearly walked outside just so I had to put a mask on. I was that upset. <laughs> I love wearing a mask at the moment. It's just fantastic. Um, Nui 160, Parrish 130. It's his captain that's uh, ruined him a little bit there. With um, my phone's just decided to be a Samsung. Bruce scored 82, you know? so that's a, that's a 41 for yeah, Bruce, home. So, so 41. Gias falling off the face of the earth, and I think Carl Amon had what 19 dispossessions halfway through the second quarter, and I thought he could drop a bit of a score, but then he he, he also dropped off, so. Uh, Kane, Kane's got a good side, but um, yeah, just sort of working his way through the last few rounds now, I think. Yeah, a few of those average, like I said, a few of those average players. Wiedemann, not great. Penelope's had a bit of a different year playing in the, the forward line. Um, 
as opposed to, you know, basically when you play a Collingwood player in the forward line, they don't, they don't play well. Look at Darcy Moore for those weeks, and now he's scoring hundreds mm. and hundred and forties just like like he should. But yeah, Nat Nui and Parrish has just been probably a, a really good late pick. He got, I reckon, he got him very very late, and to score the way he is the last month, he's just been absolutely mammoth. So I'd be very very happy with that pick. Um, just a few other guys he just needs to start scoring well, but. Look, he's, he's still, I think, mathematically in with a sniff of finals, so we'll have to wait and see if he can, a few results can go yeah. either way. Well, both, yeah, both you and you and him are both still mathematically a chance. If you, yeah. you know. We need to get some wins with percentage, I think, to somehow get our way in. But I mean, yeah. if. The two of the people above you got to lose. Lo- you know, Lockie loses to Alex. Blitz has Alex next. You know. Never know, Jim. Never know. You never know. And uh, and speaking of Lockie losing to Alex, I think we should now uh, turn our attention to the, the game of the round. Ah, uh, this is fantastic. Alrighty, so we've how, got... how can how can Lockie seriously still be in, in this comp? He should have retired last year when he was whinging and bitching and moaning. Well, he said he was going to, and then I think after this, this is probably just that that nail in the coffin because uh, we've got the big just... fish twelve eighty two defeated. Uh. By Alex Netfits and Chill for his maiden win this year, 13-24. Uh, fantastic effort there by Alex. Um, look, Jim, I'd like you to just repeat the score again. I think everyone needs to hear it for a second time. All right, we've got Lachlan, the big fish, 1282, <laughs> defeated by Alex Netfits and Chill, 1324. <laughs> uh... <laughs> uh... I just get absolutely fucked, Lockie. You know, you sit there and review everyone's team at the start of the year and you've gone and lost to the bye. <laughs> ah, shit. Let's have a look at this side. I mean, this this is a final-sound side somehow. Jimmy moved up a place on the ladder somehow. But, <laughs> oh, jeez, Caleb Daniel. Jeez, he's untouchable. He's an elite player. Jeez, 61, look out. Oh, boy. Yeah, what, what else have we got here? Oh, Taylor Walker, you know, that pisses me off. 97, he's dropped another good score. That, that actually really upsets me. <laughs> In fact, he put him on field. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Walters. Ah, isn't this the bloke I wanted to trade with you, Lucky, a few weeks ago? And you said, no, he's, you know, his three-round average doesn't mean anything. Jeez, 55. Wow. That's going to really contribute to that three-round average. And as captain, too. Oh, God, that's fantastic. Now, what other shit scores have we got here? Well, twelve eighty two is not the worst score, but um, considering your opponent scored thirteen twenty four, it makes it uh, a little bit better. Nank's now injured, so get fucked there. You're gonna have to put Stanley on field, and he's not gonna drop a hundred again, so you can enjoy fifty from him next week. Who is on your bench? Kidniglio, McDonald. They're not back until twenty twenty three. Hunter Clark. He's probably not even gonna get picked at this rate at St Kilda. Is he injured? We didn't play, so you've got to hope so. you got to hope so. If he's getting dropped, then he shouldn't be on lucky scene. Who the fuck is Drew from Port Adelaide? I mean, fuck. You, you get a few more injuries, and you may as well just log off and unsubscribe to Supercoach. <laughs> <laughs> what a fall from grace. Is this one of the worst reigning premiers sides you've seen, Jim? Uh, probably Adelaide was worse. Oh, fuck. That's a bit rough. Cop that, my you piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. No, I'm happy with that. Yeah. Well, the dogs actually, the dogs in 2016, did they miss the finals in 2017? They did. Yeah, so they'd be up there. Dogs fans won't tell you that, though. They'll, 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 they'll be happy. They're happy with 2016. I would be too. 
Yeah, but doesn't that shit you, Jim? Yeah. Surely you want to make finals the next year. Oh, of course you want to make finals, but at the same time, if you, if you gave me the option, yeah, Collingwood can win 2018 and then drop out of finals or we can just lose by a kick and then struggle around in the finals for two years. You know what you know what I'm picking? Yeah, yeah it's yeah. fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> but you, you, you'd back your side in and you wouldn't be happy with missing the finals, I don't think. No. As a Collingwood, I think it's Collingwood. You never really are. You're yeah. always expecting more. Where's the fucking absolute no. shambles? We uh, pretty much resemble my team in Supercoach at the moment. We're just rubbish. Well, we're getting off topic here, Jim. We should be talking about Lockie here. And speaking of shambles, you, you've got us back on track nicely there. So, oh, what a side. I mean, how the buyers put this together, um, it's just fantastic. Fritch dropping, you know, almost a 90. Hunter at 120. A truck or a ton. His side's actually pretty good at the moment, Jim. Brayshaw, yeah. Finlayson, yeah, okay, it's ordinary. The, the the greatest number five pick in Supercoach draft history, Goldstein. Finally dropped a score from Oh, and the most satisfying score, Jack Rewall, the man <laughs> that should have retired, that kicked snags for fun in the grand final in 2020 to sink the hearts of the Cats. <laughs> 140 mark of the year. Imagine seeing Jack Rewall kick five goals. To drop a 140, fuck, that would have been so upsetting when you lose by 42 points and Jack Rewalt scores 140. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Richmond man, Jim, and that that is funny. That is, I, just, I think no matter who you are, no matter what sort of man, woman, child, it's different you are, that is funny. Jack Rewalt scoring 140, oh, when before shit. that, his highest score before that was probably a 90s, like an early 90s. That's... It's almost like a 50-point difference, and that's pretty much the win there. Yeah, it's just fantastic. And, and you know what's even better about this loss? Is that he's gone up a spot in the ladder and still put Blitz in nine. <laughs> I, I couldn't have had any better a weekend. <laughs> he could not. He really couldn't. Ali, he loses, but because Blitz loses by more technically, he just drops that little extra point and drops under. Yeah, yeah it's just fantastic. I mean, obviously, you know, Lockie winning would have, put that game clear on Blitz, but fuck, I'd much prefer this way. This way, this way has much more theatre, <laughs> much more theatrical, much more theatre. Oh, I mean, Jim, let's just, you know, let's just do a little mid-season review of Lockie's side. I mean, how would you rate Lockie's side out of 10? Out of 10? Oh, look, realistically, he's got, look, I mean, look realistically, you look at some of those players and they, they probably had a down week this week. You know, like you, your Daniels, your Livers, you normally banking, you know, high 90s. Folks been scoring pretty high. Ryan back. Chera's good, but look, he keeps playing McCarthy, and I don't understand why. Because the bloke, I, I don't understand how he's scoring as well as he is. He'd be lucky to be scoring sixties oh. most other weeks. Jeremy Cameron, look, he's he's has his moments, but I don't think he is the same player that was two years ago. Mackenzie somehow scored a hundred. Don't understand how. Uh, Walters is just not playing the games like he should have been this year. He's just not the same player. Same thing as last year as that absolute draft steal at pick thirteen last year. He's just not that same guy. And then yeah, nah, nah. with not real bench depth, look, it's it's <laughs> a bit of a shell of its former self of what it was at the start of the year. You, you looked at it and probably thought, look, it is it is unlo- it is a one of the better sides that drafted well, but a lot of those players that he thought were were going to be breakout stars just haven't performed. So what's what's your overall rating, Jim? A two? Oh, look, it's probably it's, it's probably better than that because he does have McRae. That's worth about a four on its own. Yeah. Okay. So four out of ten. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, let's. Let's just ignore McRae, right? And I'll just go through and I'll give you my one-word thoughts on each player. Right. Liberatore, shit. Daniel, shit. 
Cameron, shit. Rich, shit. McCarthy, shit. Walker, shit. I think you know where I'm going here, Jim. <laughs> I don't know. We're coming to press through your name. So he's a, he's, a, he's a good Richmond player. So maybe you'll skip uh, those yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll skip over those two as well. Walters, shit. Don't want to trade him anymore. Lockie, stop sending offers through. McKenzie, he's shit. Luke Ryan, paper mache, shit. Boak, shit. Sherrod, shit. Stanley, extra shit. Now, I don't even want to go through the rest of his bench because it's that shit. I'd rate it. Jeez. McRae gets him a point. One out of ten. <laughs> well, there we have it. So, I think a one two and a half out of ten or something like that. If your memo is that good. Yeah, that's that's probably generous as well. Yeah, it's not a, not ideal for a bloke in, uh, in the position he was. Yeah, I mean, look, you, you look at the last time a side has lost to the bye, uh, was Port Adelaide in 2013. <laughs> so it's, it's been eight years since a side has lost to the bye. I'm going to ask you another question, Jim. What, what's more of an upset, this result or Hawthorne in 2008 knocking off uh, his beloved Cats? Well, you'd, you'd, you'd have to say this one because look, Hawthorne made it to the grand final. So they won enough games to make finals and then won through to the grand final. So they'd won more than one game in a 24-month period. Whereas yeah, Alex has true. won one game apart from up, up till now in a 24-month period. So he's won two games in, in two years and one of them was against the Big Fish. So that has to be the bigger upset. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, I still like the fact that Geelong fans haven't got over 2008, but yeah, I agree. This one is a bigger upset. Oh, my God. 0-10 with a percentage of like 80, and he's beaten the big fish, the reigning chump. You are a chump, Lockie. That name is sticking. You're a chump. All right. Asterix on last year. You didn't win it. All right. It was handed to you through COVID. There we go. That's a big, big call. Might have to get out your uh, your mulligan ladder again. <laughs> hey, that hindsight ladder had merit, Jim. The hindsight, uh, hindsight ladder, not, not the mulligan ladder. The hindsight ladder. Yeah. Yes. It had me in the eight, right? <laughs> that's, that's, what it was, that's the only reason it had merit. <laughs> All right. Look, you know, uh, we, look, we should probably uh, look, stop talking about Lockie because realistically he's probably suffered enough. So I'm going to turn yeah, to right. some of the questions from the week instead now. First one comes from Ben. Should the Big Fish change his name next year? Is in need of a revamp? I think it's fair enough. I don't think he's any longer a Big Fish. I mean, only if he's in Division 2 with Mick Blake and Alex can he be named the Big Fish. Yeah, no, that's fair. Yep, otherwise, otherwise, just a small fish in a big pond. Yeah, he's definitely a small fish now. Yep. Next one is, have you heard of the book that was never written? It's titled Big Fish Goes Back to Back. See what you did there, Ben, because he hasn't gone back to back. Yeah. And he won't go back to back. You know, I remember him saying in you know, 2017 when Richmond won the flag that it's an asterisk until you go back to back. Um, one, Geelong haven't done it, and now Lockie hasn't done it. And he, he's the worst team in the eight, so he won't do it in 2021. You've heard it here first, Jim. You can record that, play it back as much as you want. He will not win in 2021. There we go. He, I reckon he will earmark that uh, that spot in the, in the podcast and just wait and sit there. And if it comes to it, he'll he'll bring it up. But I don't see it happening. <laughs> yeah, get back off you, right? Yes. And uh, last one from Ben. We're changing direction here. The last one from Ben. Did it warm the coach's heart to see Jim and TK rekindle their relationship last week? Uh, no, it didn't, Jim, because I thought Ben's performance was poor. I thought you were fantastic. Ben was poor. Um, until he sort of 
shrinks his head size a little bit, can fit through door frames again, then maybe I'd agree. Yeah, well, no, obviously, yeah, I'm glad you, you said I'm, I'm good. Obviously, I think I am every, each and every week. I like listening to myself mm. talk, so this is a very good job for me. <laughs> um, no, he was shit last week, Jim. He was he was shit ass, and uh, as I said earlier, you know, his, his attitudes have changed. You know, we're fellow Richmond supporters. We usually get along, but right now, Ben can get fucked. Yeah, well, there we go. Fair call, fair call. Next one, these guns come from Mutt, the current top of the ladder. Do you think Lockie will listen to this podcast knowing he will be the centre of attention? I would have thought he would have it on repeat. Uh, he'll, he'll play it over and over and listen to how he lost the bite. You know, he, he could, you know, claim that he didn't know that it was posted and he didn't know it was there. It's locked down. He'll be listening to it at least three times. He loves me as well, so he loves my voice. So. <laughs> Might use it as a bit of a chip on his shoulder as well, just to sort of uh, one of those, you know, mission wall sort of things like this is what can't, can't happen again. <laughs> no, it's definitely going to get a, a few listens from Lockie, I would have thought. Surely, I mean, just even just to just to listen to to myself and yourself, you know, talking absolute quality at the start, you know, it's got to be got to be done. Yeah, yeah. silly not to really. Exactly, especially once you know he, he winds out, he's up bagging mad out in the first five minutes. He's definitely going to jump on even for the first little bit. <laughs> oh well, fucking come on, Mutt is winning. I just can't, it just can't comprehend. And he's winning comfortably too. It's That's the really problem. upsetting. Yes, it is. It is. Um, enough about Mutt. Let's go to some more questions from Mutt. Yeah, fuck Mutt. Uh, is it a contributing factor he likes people knowing he exists because he's worried people will forget him after losing to Alex? Well, that's a very good point. He does like people talking about him, likes to be the centre of attention. I just don't think he would be enjoying this weekend. Uh, I think this loss has, has hurt him. Um you know, as much as, you know, Richmond have beaten Geelong as well as broken him, this, this may break him, break him in a super coach sense. <laughs> this is embarrassing. <laughs> he will not be taking this well. No, and what's worse is he's got three weeks of no other no other wins, so he literally has three weeks of the, of the last result happening is him losing to Alex. His ego is not going to be comfortable with a lingering three-week loss to the bye. No, definitely <laughs> not. The bye. <laughs> definitely not at all. Uh, next one from Matt is, nothing compares to losing to Alex. He was called the bye. No question, just needed to get it off my chest. <laughs> I don't think we've covered it enough, Jim. <laughs> no, probably not. Um, and with that, I'm going to go to my next question is, should Lockie announce a fake pregnancy to take some heat off the scores? I'd be wise. He needs to do something because, look, it's, what is it, Wednesday, and I'm still finding it extremely funny. Um, Yeah, look, fake pregnancy, whatever he wants to do, he can shove something up his ass for all I care, which he does daily anyway, so probably no point doing that. Um, Yeah, he's he's really limited for choice. He's in lockdown. (laughs) He won't be enjoying himself. (laughs) (laughs) It's the the worst time for lockdown. It's everything, everything... It's just a perfect storm. It's all just lined up to fuck him in the ass. That's <laughs> oh, so good. Yep. And the last one from Matt is Cameron not getting paid 15 and then losing to Grant for the same call or losing to Alex, which hurts more? Jeez, that's... Yeah, because that, that not only did it lose in the game against Grant, Geelong lost that game on that call and he was so upset. And I almost think this pips it because... Genuinely, he would have he wouldn't even looked at Super Coach this week thinking I'm playing Alex, I don't even have to change anything. He's lost the buy. It doesn't get any worse for him, to be honest. 
No. And we, we there you go. Crushed. And we couldn't say it enough because it, it gets funnier every single time you say he lost to the bike. <laughs> Jack Rewald, 140. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, shit. The fact that that's the reason he lost as well probably just, it just makes it even funnier. That just, it, the cream on top. So good. Uh, Alrighty, now yeah, we... get, I'm getting that Clark made up. It's happening. <laughs> you should get the Clark of Jack Rewalt going back with that flight with that mark and his Supercoach score on top. Ah. <laughs> uh... He genuinely would throw that in the bin, I reckon. Or he would burn it. He'd burn it. I don't think he'd want it in the bin because then it's still out there. He would burn it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> All right. Now. Can, we, can, we put it, can we put it on the yearly trophy? Can we oh. just engrave it somewhere? Wouldn't that be good? Well, if Matt or someone, Matt, or maybe even Ben gets it, maybe we can engrave it and then they won't, he won't know until we get yeah. it back. Yeah, exactly. Well, he's not going to get it back, so that's yeah. fine. Or we make a loser trophy and whoever finishes last gets a loser trophy and that could be the picture of that. Oh, that would be good. <laughs> it's a big, the loser trophy is a picture of Lockie Lockie getting fucked by the buyer. <laughs> I think my meme summed it up quite nicely. You know that, that meme, the original picture was like Putin and Trump? <laughs> uh, so I don't know how I came across it, but, you know, Google search history is not going to go well for no, me. No, definitely not. Definitely not at all. <laughs> all right, next one here. We've got a couple of questions from Marto. First one is, who do you think will finish top of the ladder? Matt pretty much has it locked in. It would seem an only 60% milk dunkage could do it for him, you'd think. Yeah, looking at the ladder, uh, Matt has, what's he got here? Well, percentage-wise, they've actually versed each other in the last round. Um, so if Matt is to knock off Kane in the second last round and and Ben knocks me off in the second last round, it actually goes down to the final round for the top spot of the ladder. Wouldn't that be exciting? Um, I'm obviously going to knock off Ben, so it's not going to be that exciting a finish. So sorry about that for everyone else. But um, no, I'm up for me. And I think I'll go an extra further point there. I actually think uh, the top four will be Mutt, uh, Ben, Marto. And I reckon I reckon Grant is going to sneak in for that final spot in the top four. Very nice. Very nice. <laughs> well, he plays me last round, so that's basically a boy. <laughs> Nah, you, you'll feel a good side, Jim. Don't worry. You've got oh, 30 definitely, this week. I'll definitely feel a good side. I'm definitely going to win, but the way I'm going, yeah. I'm not going to win. You would have knocked him off by 200 points this week. Well, there you go. Look at that going for mm. me. Yeah. Just wait, wait till he gets uh, Neil and uh, Hickey and Green back. Oh, yeah, he'll be flying at that point. He'll, yeah. He will be a flying camel. <laughs> yeah, he will be flying. <laughs> the camel will, will take a lift off. <laughs> mm. in, I have enjoyed his gift work post- the round. I do enjoy the, post, the camel gifts. Posting a camel. <laughs> I, I did not think yeah. there would be this many camel gifts around. So the fact that he managed uh, to find a different one every week is, is quite rewarding. Uh, it's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, it pisses me off, but I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Love-hate relationship. Yeah, love it. Definitely. <laughs> uh, next one from Mardo. If everybody had to have a spud player in their team, who would be yours? Although we saw you pick Bolter already, so the question seems as redundant as Alex in this league. Then again, he won last week, so you have still have a better answer. <laughs> yes, I did have Bolter. Um, Spud, geez, there's a few out there. I, I'd almost go, this is going to, you know, I'm a Richmond supporter and watching most of their games. Jason Castagna would be my Spud. Oh, 
that is that is a quality answer. Um, he is no good. <laughs> yeah, I don't rate him. I don't understand how he keeps getting a game. He's just a passenger, I feel like. You know, but, you know, he's a passenger keep, with like two or three keep, flags, so. Yeah, I mean, he's done his role, you know, previously in life, but this year, he has been a stud. <laughs> yeah. Uh, left field there. Hmm? Bit left field there, that one. No, no, I like that. That's what you want. You want the, the left field spuds. You don't want those ones sitting right funnier. Hmm. Uh, next one is, have you offered Blizz a cash-out value on the bet? Is it upward of 12 cans at this point because it almost seems a certainty with all these best players now traded out? Yeah, well, as I said, you know, three or four weeks ago, I was thinking about just early paying out to Blitz because he was looking good at even finishing top four, let alone the eight. Uh, but now, I reckon I'm slightly in favour now. I reckon I'm about 60% chance of winning this bet. Now, if you have a look at Blitz, he does have Alex and he does have Marto to go. So Marto could effectively deliver me that play by winning the final oh, I round. would think that well, that could be, it'll be coming down to that one because you you would presume, you know, you, no one's going to lose to Alex. I mean, come on. So he's not going to lose yeah, to Alex. Well, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Nobody loses to Alex. No. So that's, yeah, so. Not even one person yeah, loses to Alex. Not one person, no. I mean, Lockie has got Marto and Steve in the final round. So percentage, I mean, I missed out on percentage last year. I think it would only be, you know, justice. If I was to win a slab. By blitz missing finals on percentage. <laughs> As we said at the start of the year, Jim, percentage management. Percentage management, exactly right, exactly <laughs> right. I said it early. It's all coming together, Jim. <laughs> it's all coming together. It's all coming full circle. Here it comes. <laughs> oh, fantastic, fantastic! I will be watching that round with bated breath. I can't wait. Has the towel throw taken the pressure off your players and allowed them to play finally? Is it reminiscent of the Clippers currently? That's a very good point, and that's a great question. Uh, my side has somehow started performing. I got no idea. It's, it's the only thing that can explain it is the towel I threw. <laughs> I've done nothing in the waivers in terms of looking at that and seeing who I can get off a waiver. I haven't done any trades in the last three weeks. I haven't even looked at it. It's been a genuine towel throw, and I've actually had an okay two weeks. So <laughs> I do have to get three or four trades done, though, so... That's fine. The That's side fine. does need to be shuffled up. But, uh, nah, fuck you, Brian. I don't like that question. No? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we've got one more, so hopefully he can redeem himself. Yeah. Uh, would you be in favour of a relegation league, even though it puts you in real danger of going down there, so I guess you wouldn't be in favour? Hang on a second. How many sides does he think get relegated here? I'm sitting in 10th. I'm nowhere near relegation. So you're fine then. Is it, is it one or two go down? I would think two. Well, no, we're near the bottom two, Brian. Go and have a look at the ladder before you write these questions, mate. All right? That is a shit question. I'm in favour of the relegation zone, by the way. Nice. <laughs> I am not a fan of the relegation this year. Maybe next year, come and ask me. Yeah, you've had an outlier year, Jim. You're usually top four, top eight. Yeah, this is this has been deplorable. So I don't know. I'm not talking about it. But I do no, every. But I don't like talking about it. But I talk about it every single week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nothing wrong with bringing up injuries. Yes, no, there's a few, but that was also just poor drafting on my behalf as well. But that's all right. I digress. Two more, or two lucky, lucky last two, and both from Grant, the Flying Camel. First one, what's funnier, Lockie losing to Alex or Bryza's total capitulation over the last few weeks? 
I, I just can't get over the Jack Rewalt score. It just makes me laugh. Like that, that sort of tips it in its scales is the fact he's lost by 40 in Jack Rewalt. So, but geez, Blitz falling down that ladder is just fantastic. And I lick my lips every time I look at that ladder at the moment. I've got three <laughs> weeks of him sitting in nine, shitting himself. <laughs> Three perfect weeks. Where's that? Where's that head wobble now, Blitz? <laughs> he, was, he was the unbackable favourite. Now he's uh, he's yeah. probably unbackable to make nine. Yeah, it's as if he's you know fallen out of the eight, and all of a sudden he, he can't find any gifts on his keyboard anymore. <laughs> strange. <laughs> Very strange. And last one from Grant is on a scale of one to ten, one being putrid and ten also being putrid. How would you rate Bryce's t- uh, trading in recent weeks? Jeez, I... <laughs> it's been fucking shit house to be honest. Future does it justice. He he's honestly, I don't know what he thinks when he goes to the trade table. Does he look at numbers? Does he look at what players actually look like? Does he does he look at how much a player weighs? Like, I, what what's their favourite food? What, what does he think? <laughs> I don't know. To be honest, the the one that gets me is everyone's you know that that Jack Steele that big trade that he did. He was messaging me. 10, probably 10 minutes before it was approved or but it was sent through for, and approved on the on the app, going, I've got a trade coming through. I wanted to get it. I want, it's got to be done before the bounce of the ball. I'm like, yeah, right, no worries. I'll, I'll look at my phone. I'll, I'll check it. So he was like keen. He was pushing hard for that to come through. And then it comes through and then everyone just goes bad while you blizz. Uh, but he was pushing. He wanted He wanted that bad. That's, he what, was that's like, what I mean. I don't understand what goes through his head. Like it's... It's like those monkeys that are just eating hair off each other's backs or something. I just don't know. Like J- Jack Steele and Tom Stewart are untouchables. Yes, I look. I spent a fair amount of the year trying to get uh, Tom Stewart off him, and he he wouldn't budge. So Jack Steele yeah. didn't bother trying to go because I figured he, I wouldn't be able to get him. But I don't know. Apparently, it's if you like offer you get... offer, apparently you offer Hawley, you offer Kennedy, and you throw in Trelaw, who's now injured as a yeah. as a sweetener, you basically get him. But he he got rid of Redden, oh. so that was the important thing. Well, yeah, that's true. He finally got rid of him. I mean, I got Chris off him earlier in the year as well, which I thought was a big stretch being a Collingwood fan as well. And he just gives him for fucking peanut. I gave up Hooli. <laughs> it's just comical. Yes. No. I, hope he, I hope he's got a few more up his sleeve, though, because uh, fuck me. If he doesn't want bad trades. Alex is a genuine sniff. <laughs> <laughs> But nobody loses to the bye. So. No, no one. No one loses to the bye. <laughs> all righty. Those are all the questions I've got for you. Uh, any any final thoughts before we before we sign off? Oh, I mean, I don't think I've said it enough. Um, well, I've said it at all, actually. But Scotty can definitely go and eat a dick. Um, I haven't pipped him enough, I don't think, tonight. He's, he's gen- a genuine piece of shit. Um, Wasty, stop going under the radar, mate. Get your snake trades coming out. All right, you're in the top four. You're on notice. Everyone, Wasty's in the top four. Be on notice. I think I said, you know, a few years ago in the first few rounds, don't trade with Wasty. Don't trade with Wasty. And everyone still trades with Wasty. So, you know, for the 800th time, don't trade with Wasty. Simple. Um, I think everyone else is, you know, can get fucked as well. Yeah, no fair. Fuck them all. Fuck everybody for letting Matt be at the top of the ladder. Yeah, Matt is top. So, unfortunately for you, Jim, you can get fucked as well because you're as part of the group. Yep. No, like I said, I uh, I can completely understand because my team is rubbish. So, 
Yeah, it's it just hurts. The the fact is, just to make it more painful for you, when when David Hill was playing for Essendon as their ruck, he called him David Hall. <laughs> <laughs> and this guy is top of the ladder. Oh, uh, uh, I need to stop thinking about this. <laughs> you should all be ashamed. Don't let him win it, I'm telling you. <laughs> there's, nothing, there's nothing we can do, but hopefully someone else can stop him. Yeah, I'm all aboard Mardo Express. Get around licking someone else's main arts. Yeah, no, nah, Mardo, Mardo and me dad, those are my two. Yeah, get on, get on board. Yeah. I tell enough people to eat a dick, so licking their dick is close enough. Very nice. All righty, thank you very much for being on the podcast. I greatly appreciate it. Thanks, Jim. Thanks, Gil. All right, Kios, thank you very much. And guys, unfortunately, there will be no Marto bet this week as no coaches will be playing off in our fantasy draft. So make sure you save that money, maybe bet on some horses or something like that, because I'm sure Marto will be big back and better than ever in the next couple of weeks. But until then, I'm your host, James Legazic. This has been the Collingwood Football Club List Manager Round 11 Review Podcast, and I'll talk to you all next time.